The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys discussing Peacemaker, specifically Peacemaker 107, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, the penultimate episode of Peacemaker's first season. Who knows if it will get a second. Personally, I I don't think it, it needs a second. I think we have completely gone through and... And learned enough about this character where I, 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 we're, we're good now. With me today is James, and uh, I will say I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on vacation for <laughs> next week's finale, and I am heartbroken. Yeah, that's okay. We'll get a lot of time in with Raised by Wolves, uh, which is now running the first two episodes, probably four by the time we record about it. I have thoughts. But this is Peacemaker. But oh, but look, it's HBO Boys classic. Uh, we have fired Adam for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the national manhunt for Chad is still underway. Mm-hmm. We all pray he's brought to justice. Oh, uh, honestly, we told Adam, you know, now that you have some time on your hands, uh, vigilante justice is on the table, bounty hunting in your repertoire go out there and find chad yourself uh dead or alive we're fine either way uh the way peacemaker would have wanted it and you bring up raised by wolves we were going to make two podcasts tonight but i uh, i fell asleep <laughs> so we're now only doing one but i will also say I, I watched the first episode of raised by wolves in preparation for said possible podcast and raised by wolves a first season of a show that and a podcast that we would make that I the podcast I think turned out very good because there was a special brand of not liking it that occurred for me specifically and ever since I thought you know there's never going to be a time in which I'm going to feel as dreadful about as passionately dreadful about a show uh, ever again but honestly there, so many of the shows we've watched over the past year have been um, bad, been really bad. This one in particular is up there, Peacemaker, that is. And the way I knew that was that I turned on Raised by Wolves 201. And sure, it's not that great, but it has ideas. There are at least ideas. Luckily, the cape shit is about to be over, at least for a while. I think a lot of the rest of the MCU stuff has been delayed. I don't think DC really has any plans other than the Batman, which, Hey, I want to talk about for a second and maybe at the end of the show. Okay. So this, as you said, second to last episode of peacemaker cold open on the D 
details of his flashback with his brother, not just a fight where his brother accidentally uh, got killed, but his dad was having them do like child fights that were bet on. It's like a dog fight, but with your children and you make them fight and people bet on it. Right. It was child fight club, except for like in fight club, there was a rule where you don't talk about fight club. It seemed like Mm -hmm. this child fight in a sand pit was very much talked about. And as you said, bets were being taken. It's uh, cruel, unusual, and in this instance, fatal. And from a practical point of view, see, Ryan and I are both brothers, not brothers to each other, but brothers to other brothers. And who in their right mind would bet on the little brother in a brother fight? Come on. Right. The smaller one. Right. The one who has grown up getting the shit kicked out of them and who is sure vengeful, but not as good at fighting just based on pure size. Right. Smaller, less muscle mass, less developed bone structure. Little brother's going down every time. 10 out of 10. Except for this time, I guess. Whoever put money (laughs) on uh, Little Peacemaker made some dough on that day. Do you think as uh, his older brother lay there convulsing, there were a few people who were like, oh, that is a bummer. I'll take my 10 bucks, though. Thanks. Yeah, someone's like, oh, damn, my long shot has just paid off. 200 to 1. You have my sympathy. Thank you, Christopher. Rip Kevin. After that, we have a scene where Harcourt uh, confronts Tasty uh, (laughs) because she, I I didn't even understand this plot point until they spelled it out. She planted Peacemaker's fake journal, which is like his Unabomber manifesto, so that like when he massacres all the butterfly people, they're just going to say that he went insane. I didn't understand that's what was happening until they just said it out loud. <laughs> yeah, it felt a bit contrived. It felt like James Gunn got to episode six or seven and was like, wait, there has to be a MacGuffin here or something that alerts the general public uh, by way of the butterflies that Peacemaker is the bad guy and he needs to be taken like something it, people need to be turned on Peacemaker and what do I do uh uh go back to episode one journal put it in a bag make tasty do it they also fight when she reveals that she is dun 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 Amanda Waller's daughter which I mean you know we the audience figured it out and we're not even super spies so you think Harcourt could have put that together I mean to be fair we saw active conversations between Amanda Waller and her daughter where her daughter calls her mom so if we did not figure it out then uh, we'd be I don't know, blind, deaf, and dumb. But yes, Harcourt did not figure it out until it was told to her. Mern then walks in, and, and Harcourt's like, she is Amanda Waller's daughter. And he's like, yeah. And? I'm a, butter- I'm a butterfly. We're all a lot of things. They all have to run away, though, because the cops are after them, and then the cops are also after Peacemaker and Vigilante across town. That's true. I'm trying to figure out. What happens next is Mern fucking dies. Yeah, then evil Butterfly King, who, if you remember, is now the detective, comes in and storms the place. And, yeah, she double kills Mern. She kills Mern first as a human. And then, like a fucking idiot, he comes out as a butterfly immediately. Instead of just waiting 15 minutes, which would have saved his life. Yeah, I have a feeling there is, like, a narrative reason for that. Like, like they can't live off of a dead host and they need to get out of there. But either way, yes, that's very true. Just kind of, like, chill in there. Like, hold your breath for a little while. But, yeah, 
the detective shoots uh human Mern in his heart a bunch of times in a very like oh this isn't going to be helpful to me so just out of nowhere shoot him and that would indicate that she did not know that he was a butterfly at all and then the butterfly comes out of Mern's mouth and she was like you son of a bitch she knows or at least the butterfly that is the detective knows immediately which butterfly this is he's a warrior and Without him, they are the team that he was leading is going to be lost uh, now that he is dead. And she squishes that motherfucker. And gosh, that was brutal. Vigilante and Peacemaker decide they're just going to finish the mission any way they can. And they're going to go take out the cow. Uh, and they team up with Diebeard. Whose beard is getting grayer and grayer, obviously, because he's not dying it anymore. Also, he just let Judo Master get away like again. <laughs> he just left at some point off screen. He just walked out. Listen, Juno Master is scrappy. At this point, I don't blame Economos. They're driving down in their van to wherever the cow is when they get smashed in the side by KKK Iron Man, Peacemaker's yeah. dad, who is, he is KKK Iron Man. It's exactly how to describe Basically it. Yeah. Iron Man. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the KKK is also there. Yeah, right. And he's got his army of Nazis. And there's a pretty harrowing fight scene where, like, none of the heroes die. Or, or, like, even Vigilante, like, kind of kamikazes himself with a grenade to bring down the White Dragon. But, like, also just kind of banged up. Fine by the end of the episode. (laughs) Right. He explodes. You think, oh, that person's exploded. He's dead. And then he's hiding behind a tree. Like, okay, he's fine. He's fine. Then he gets into a car, passes out on the side of the street. Like, oh, he's succumbing to those wounds. He's dead. Nope, he's fine. He's fine. And I think this is allowed to happen because I didn't foresee Mern dying this episode twice. So uh, that was a big enough shock and something interesting enough happening where I uh, forgive Vigilante being alive through something that he shouldn't have been alive through. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, I wish he was, de- I wish he was dead. Well, I, you get the sense that probably vigilante may have been in the writing process, the two week writing process, a one season character. But then as they started to film the show, it's like, Oh shit. No, this guy is maybe the funniest character. We need to leave him on. And again, the only really bad part of this episode I thought was when Diebeard and vigilante are doing like the weed and speak back and forth for like like two minutes straight and i'm like all right wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up <laughs> oh i fast forwarded through all of that i uh i don't watch this show anymore basically <laughs> i i get through a 40 minute episode in 25 minutes i i just can't deal with it anymore so yeah i just kind of like nope 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 oh john Cena is punching his dad in the face. How's this going to go? Yeah, and eventually he does get the upper hand, and his dad is like, you're not going to kill me, pussy, and then he kills him. He domes that motherfucker. But now they're all injured. Eagly is injured also in this fight, but they, they prevail, and they end up at the hospital, and they all get patched up. There's a moment, again, that goes on for way too long. Too long. Where John Cena's like, Oh, dear God, please just bring back Eagly. I know I should have done this or that funny thing I didn't do. And funny, funny monologue keeps going on, going on too long. Just save my eagle. And then the eagle's fine. And then it hugs him. And Tasty watches the eagle hug him. And she's like, my God, eagles can hug. Yeah, changes her forever. Vigilante at some point holding three doctors hostage, wanting to murder them. And Harcourt having to... 
talk him out of it, which then leads to, you know, Tasty wanted out of the game. This is too much for her. She's too old for this. But she's back in the game. She's going to be helpful once more. And they elect Harcourt as their new leader. And they are back in the trying to kill the cow game. But uh, they need to go quick because they now have the intel that the butterflies are going to try to teleport. Teleport. Yeah. Well, that's weird. It's they, weird. Why? Why that? Put it on a tr- I guess because it's giant. It's a giant monster. Yes, we, well, we get to see it at the end. And it's, uh, yeah, it's fucking gigantic. There's a, there, there was one funny joke where they're like, you know, they're, they're racking up their guns and getting ready to go. And then the doctors are like, all right, we're coming to this party too, right? And, and they're like, no, man, this is a, this is a friends only. <laughs> yeah. Judo Master at some point beats up two ne'er do wells and steals their car while eating hot Cheetos. That also happens. Honestly, it was not the worst episode. And that's because it is the penultimate episode and it's getting towards the end. So conflict has to be resolved and things actually <laughs> have to happen. So they try desperately to just keep wasting our time, but every now and again, something has to happen. So next week is the last episode. We got another giant bug monster. I don't know. Uh, I guess he probably wrote this immediately after writing suicide squad. How do I end it? Okay. Uh, giant monster. So we did that last time, man, but okay. Right. That's good. That's fine. Will Peacemaker be the Harley Quinn in this scenario and fly through the giant monster ripping it in half? Probably. So who's going to, anyone going to die in the last episode? What do you think? If anyone will die, it would be Vigilante. I think Vigilante in the original draft died and then they got on Mm. set like exactly you said and was like, oh, fuck. Now we can't, we can't do it, can we? He's the one, he's the best one. Maybe Economos dies because he has been heroing so often i mean he shot like 20 people in this episode with an automatic rifle two people died in this episode i didn't see those so i feel like again should have been a movie this would have been your second act drama moving into the big set piece at the end i think basically the stakes have been set no one else will die bang 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 happy ending peacemaker tries to kiss harcourt and she's not into it the end. I suppose I'm more interested to see if Amanda Waller actually shows up. Like, we can all recall, John Cena's peacemaker has a bomb in the back of his head still, right? I mean, that could be uh, tactically useful, right? Like, they could blow blow his head up right next to the monster. That'd be cool, but you're not blowing up John Cena. If he's already confirmed to be another... DCEU properties. Oh, he has to. If you have John Cena, you're putting him in shit. Well, speaking of the DCEU, before we wrap up here, because I I guess we are basically done. There's not too much else to say. I want to do a little bonus round of of DCEU-related relationship advice. Unreal. I'm in, baby. This is from R. Am I the Asshole? Okay. My, female 25, husband, male 28, and I are expecting a baby. Nice. Also, my husband is a big fan of the DCEU Lame. and wants to see the new Batman movie, which is releasing in early March. Sure. Gonna be deal. The issue is 
that our estimated due date is exactly the same day. Mm, what are you going to do? Miss the birth. I know that only a fraction of babies are actually born on the exact due date, but I have always been very regular, and I have a feeling that I may be one of these cases. Regular, quote unquote. Don't know for sure, but he says it is important to see the movie on the first day because of spoilers in that. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. He should ruin his marriage uh... over this. And even if I end up having the baby that day while he is watching the movie, at worst, he would only arrive a few hours late. And that is not such a big deal. (laughs) So, number one, this is fake and it is written by the DC marketing department. Keep going. He says that I'm being irrational and emotional because I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of... And she's a woman, so... I am upset because I feel deprioritized by him. Well, then... Oh, no way. Feel that way because that's the... That's exactly what's happening, yeah. (laughs) Am I the asshole? No, obviously not. And you know that from the beginning. The person writing this knows they are not the asshole. They are very easily getting people to be on their side because this is a pretty straightforward one. You don't skip uh, the birth of your child. Well, okay. Let So let me play uh, Diablo's advocate. Nice. This iteration of Batman movie, it's only going to have one premiere. You could have another baby, right? And he'll be there for that, but he'll, he'll never get opening night of Batman back. If you're a DCEU fanboy, a person <laughs> who has watched Batman movies, what read the comics seen TV shows that are both live action and animated. What is going to happen in the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson (laughs) that is going to be so groundbreaking? Like, oh my God, he, his parents die. I am so sad. I went on Twitter or like when the day that your baby is born, you're probably going to be very busy with the baby and your family and your wife. You'd probably be easy to avoid spoilers. It's like the baby is born and he's, you know, he's standing outside that window, like in TV. I didn't actually do this when my kids are born, but like you're standing out sure. like that window and then the, there's like the baby room and he's like looking and as he's looking, two nurses walk by and he's like, dude, and then when it turned out the penguin was already dead, he's just like, no, no. Also, he's Colin Farrell. That is just crazy. Anyway, I got to go back. My baby is about to be what? Three hours ago. Oh, no. <laughs> right. He's or the asshole. like, you know, you miss the birth of your baby to see that and then it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Is there a, a number of babies that have to be born prior that are in your family and a caliber of movie that this would actually be okay with? I just don't think so. Like, maybe 13, 14th baby and a reboot of god maybe if it's the premiere of a movie that you starred in yes <laughs> like <laughs> even then i mean there are people who are like you know playing professional sports have playoff games and they're like well i hope you have the baby in the morning because i got i got throw around it too and i gotta be there and they're like oh yeah well i think you should figure that one out because it's a little fucked up but is it like game seven? Right. <laughs> if it's game seven, maybe. You're like, oh, gotta go. I gotta go hit a ball. Anyway, are you excited to see the Batman? Yeah. That'd be good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like Robert Pattinson very much. So. Yeah, I do like Bobby, Bobby Pat. Bobby Patty, as we call him. <laughs> We're very close friends with Bobby Pat. So I'll text him right now. I'll be like, so excited. 
I mean, we talked yesterday just like about hair tips and and Colin Farrell, how he's a piece of shit. But, you know, just excited for you. He's bringing you to the premiere, James. So you must be excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby Patty and I are going to be there with uh, Collie Firf. Collie Firf. He calls you Jamie Wamey, which is pretty <laughs> sick. He just calls me Ryan. And honestly, the fact that I don't have a nickname yet is hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so uh, next week, guys, uh, Ryan is taking his vacation to the eastern border of Ukraine. Yeah. That's gonna have me. a lot of fun there. Yeah. Me and Vladdy Waddy are going. He's going to show me around. Uh, he knows the place pretty well. So I look forward to it. Then it'll be me either, you know, depending if we can get one of these other uh, uh, knuckleheads on the show or it'll just be me talking to me. Yeah. I'll do characters. I'll Dink do waffles. Chats. Oh, my God. D- yeah. Those stupid dinkies. Well, either way, I think Adam is going to do it next week with you. And uh, he said he would call me. Uh, while you were recording so that I could give my one minute review on Peacemaker. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I might just have to read uh, a summary before I watch it, which is honestly, it's not going to, that is not going to hurt me all that much. I think I'll be just fine. And then also uh, Adam and I recorded a review of the entire first season of the Netflix Cowboy Bebop masterpiece. And we had a guest Dan Selke from the Winter is Coming podcast. It's kind nice. of a sister podcast of ours. They also do HBO stuff. Very cool. And then, yeah, Ryan and I will talk about Raised by Wolves. And uh, for like a one sentence thing on that, the first episode, eh, sure. That was my review. Also, uh, Nothing Star 112 will be out on 215. Uh, oh, and 113 will be out on 31. Uh, they're both very neat episodes. This next one is a. Uh, an episode that has a lot of Adam in it, a bunch of Adam. So you'll, I think, very much enjoy it. But you, James, and everyone else in Unless the world. Unless you don't world. like Adam. Right. And because I'm going on vacation, uh, both of them are, both of them are already up for patrons. Uh, go to patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. One or more dollar a month, you get a bunch of extra bonus content. Uh, and thank you to the patrons, Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, James Watch My Dong, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Day Live on Westworld, Craig, John Jurz, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. They get to listen to the Nothing Star. By the way, I do another podcast. It's called Nothing Star Academy. If you didn't know, you can look at it on Spotify or Apple or any, whatever. But they get to listen to it early whenever I put it up there early. And also, they get to listen to HBO Boys ad-free, because there are ads now. Wow. We're excited about that. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Yeah, But that's maker. just a theory. Shut the Thanks fuck up. Thanks for watching. Oh, my God. That person's <laughs> voice, Matt Pat. I'm going to punch him in his gullet. Yeah, he's like a multimillionaire. Now. Of course he is. We're, do- <laughs> we're doing just fine, James. We're doing just fine. I want that Matt Pat money. I want Matt Pat's money and his and his wife. I want Matt Pat's pretty little life. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. That's fine. No. It was pretty little something. No. On the Google document that is like HBO Boy's strategy to take over the world, the numbers 1 through 57 are be Matt Pat. Have Matt Pat life. Oh, yeah. Become Matt Pat embody him well that's exactly what a- adam is uh not on the podcast this week because he is uh stalking matt pat he's gonna wear his skin he's gonna, like take his skin off and wear it as like a uh fun way to just like you know be him it's gonna be a lot of fun adam has a thing about wearing people's skin it's pretty cool i already stopped recording and hung up the discord guys <laughs>